0: This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at CortezCurrents.ca. Climate Crisis The Cascade Effect opens at Wild Cortez in Cortez Island's Linnea Education Center at 1 p.m. on Sunday, May 29th. As co curator Donna Collins explained,
1: the exhibit is to show what the climate crisis is doing to our natural habitat and That reflects on what happens to the deer and the apex predators. As the climate warms, we have more and more insects bringing in different diseases. Existing impacts are with deer ticks now, but with the extra heat, they end up taking a greater toll on the deer. The yearlings are usually the ones, if they can't get enough nutrition, then the ticks take over and the deer doesn't make it.
0: Collins is not aware of this occurring on Cortez Island yet, but there have been possible cases of adenovirus hemorrhagic disease, otherwise known as AHD.
1: We've had two sightings of possible cases so far, and they have been reported. It's a blood disease. And the deer will foam at the mouth. There are lots of droplets coming down it's Very short, very nasty, and the deer die. The only thing that we're being told at the moment is to just leave it, don't touch it, and I guess the animals will decide whether they want to eat or not. And we're not exactly sure how that is going to impact predators who would still like to consume the deer. Perhaps they get it. This disease also transfers to humans.
0: Are you aware of any cases where humans have caught the disease?"
1: Not here, no, not so far, but this has been working its way up Vancouver Island. They have quite a few cases there and inevitably it hits the other islands. I don't know whether humans bring it across, or in fact, because deer do swim between islands, they might be bringing it across. Any of the other animals that swim across, they may have it. It's really hard to, to tell. The cougars are the ones that are going to be hit the first and the hardest because they have to make fresh kills about every three or four days if they're taking care of kittens. And if not, then they can go a kill a week, two weeks, something like that. So if the deer are dropping from this AHD and if they can't eat it, they'll be starving.
0: So they may be forced to hunt domestic animals. Do we have many cougars on Cortez?
1: They come and go because they swim between islands. Amazing. I've never seen anything swimming, but apparently they do. That's how they got the grizzly on Quadra last year. There are also impacts on bear. They're opportunists and they will grab whatever they can eat. The severe heat we had last year has really burnt a lot of the shrubs and things that they would eat from. Lots of the native berries didn't didn't come up. On my own property, the salal was literally burnt. The, the leaves just crumbled up and died. You touch them and they just fall to pieces. So there is that too. Bears will probably start looking for apples and things like that. They are trying very hard to eat as much as they can so that they can make it through the winter. They may not be getting as much food in them by the time fall starts rolling in when the apples and things like that are available.
0: Collins mentioned the problem that Courteous Island had with the Whale tail and Squirrel Cove bears two years ago.
1: People have to be careful. They can't leave your garbages out. they have to be really locked down bear proof raccoons love to dig and things like that you just you can't take any chances definitely do not feed wild animals you don't want them accustomed to equating humans with food and that's where you start getting problems between humans and, and predators even the prey you don't want to have the prey coming around all the time Deer is the apex prey on the island. Deer are all around, and you keep feeding them, then next thing you know, the wolves are by. Hmm, a lot of deer over here, let's see what's for lunch.
0: Collins explained that this is even more likely to happen because of the mass die-offs of marine life during last year's heat dome.
1: Our wolves here are coastal wolves, and 75 to 85% of their diet is marine that heat dome baked (laughs) a whole bunch of shellfish and other things that normally the the wolves would have been eating. So now the deer would probably be impacted by the, the wolf pack more often than normally they would have because they do rely so heavily on marine sources for food.
0: Can you tell me stories related to some of the exhibits that we see here?
1: The main exhibit is our climate crisis, the Cascade Effect. And that is explaining how things normally work and when things are in balance, and then what happens when the Earth starts heating. The levels of the oceans are going to be rising. We haven't had too much to deal with, with that. It's not critical here for us, but there's some... Pacific Islanders who have lost much of their islands because of the rise, then you have invasive species coming in. So we've continued with water temperature, invasive insects, invasive animals. Our barred owl, for example, is uh, actually an east coast and it has been slowly making its way across and now is here on this island on the west coast. And the owls that normally inhabit our island have absolutely no defenses against this rather large owl. The barred owls are predating on the smaller owls, like the sawwet and the pygmy owls. They already got picked on by the eagles and things like that, so now they have somebody else to look out for. And their numbers are dropping.
0: I've heard that the eagles are suffering because both the herring and salmon stalks are down and you have an example of what they've turned to. Do you want to tell me about that?
1: Oh the heron eagles love to get either the fledglings or the eggs and they will attack the herons while they're nesting and of course is an endangered species. So The eagles are trying to survive, and they both go after the same fish. It's not something that the eagles normally would have done. They would have been going after the salmon. Salmon numbers are down.
0: Collins is concerned about the clear-cutting that Mosaic Forestry Management intends to do on Cortez Island, especially in the Basil Creek watershed, which is critical salmon-rearing habitat.
1: That has been very carefully tended to now and they've actually let any number of baby salmon (laughs) go and uh, hoping that four years from now they will come back. If we don't have enough tree cover, the streams will be heated too much and it'll be too hot for the salmon to spawn. Also, with clear cutting, there is a a large amount of erosion. So now creeks and streams will get clogged with sand and soil and things from the forests. Particularly um, at risk is when we have the atmospheric rivers where there's just pelting rain for days and days and days on end. The soil has to go somewhere and there's nothing holding it anymore. There's no brush, there's nothing. So everything just sort of piles up and it creates this whole cascade effect one thing affects the next affects the next all the way down and sometimes it's all the way up (laughs) starting from the bugs and going up so everything is normally in balance now everything is out of balance and we're struggling to put patches on things
0: (laughs) is there anything you would like to add that we haven't talked about
1: We haven't been able to do interactive things for quite a while now because of the COVID situation. But this year, there is going to be a major component that is interactive. And I'm sorry, but it's not up right now. (laughs) It's it's a bit of a surprise. It's a cross between Trivial Pursuit and Jenga. And it's going to go right there.
0: I should have arrived a few hours later.
1: That probably isn't going to be put together until tomorrow. I have more printing to do. We are open Friday and Saturday from noon till 4, and our grand opening for the new exhibits is this Sunday, the 29th, and it goes from 1 till 3. Mm. This is Cortez-Wild, the partnership of DM, which is the Discovery Island Eco-Mapping and Linnea Farm, the museum, and Foci. We have three local scientists that are partners: Sabina Liedermans, Christiane Grenot, mm. and Rex Weiler. We all work together to come up with ideas and programs that we can promote and different things for people to try. Last year we had a mossarium making project for Family Day. And the kids had a blast with that. So they were all out picking (laughs) moss and putting them in their bottles. We gave them instructions on how to take care of it. And we're hoping for a lot more things like that. I'm a volunteer at the museum. I'm on the board. Mm -hmm. And um, each board member takes an area that they're interested in. Laurel is another board member, and she's the curator and the taxidermist here. I work with her to complete exhibit changes, and just do everything else that's needed. This year, we received funding for somebody to help us here at Wild Cortez and in the Ecolab. We haven't interviewed them yet. We have about three or four people to interview, but we received funding for somebody to help us here at
0: Wild Cortez and in the Ecolab. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye.